Hey everybody, it's Artie again. Uh, thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I appreciate you guys very much. Oh, it's been a while. My last one was like in January or something. That The last one was uh, fighting depression or something. And actually that one's got like 1,500 listens, which is amazing. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to my humble little podcast. I really do appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> and I, I apologize, I've been like super busy lately, I've had a lot of crazy life situations and things happen, hence why I uh, forgot about the podcast, honestly, <laughs> for a while, and also I was kind of nervous because um, more people started listening to it, and I kind of got freaked out, I was like, oh my gosh, people are actually listening to this, <laughs> um, but I, I felt like um, it, it uh, it would be helpful to people and a lot of us we struggle with happiness and anxiety and depression and all that stuff so I figured I would um, try to do some more podcasts and put my two cents worth and hopefully it's helpful or maybe you'd realize like hey at least I'm not as messed up as this dude like I guess things aren't as bad <laughs> so I don't know um, once again thank you for tuning in uh, today I just kind of wanted to Give some quick updates and hopefully some tips that are helpful for you and your life and being happier, making most of your life and reducing anxiety and all that good stuff. Um, so in times of trial and suffering, how do we how do we deal with that? Um, I have definitely gone through some times like that. I have switched like two jobs <clears throat> since my last podcast and I've actually moved. And man, I've all I've had all kinds of like worries about like money and uncertainty and job stuff, and I have been super stressed out. <laughs> so if you're going through stuff, I could definitely relate. Um, but yeah, I just want to like edify and encourage you guys. You know, I'm still here. I'm still alive and kicking. So you can too. You know, life's full of ups and downs, but you know, I've. I've never really totally despaired and felt forsaken. You know, there's always silver linings to things. Um, I think our perspective really has a huge impact on stuff. But I understand it can be hard if um, you're like me and you have anxiety and a generalized anxiety disorder. And you tend to overthink things and freak out and have panic attacks. Um, I, it used to be really bad for me, but it's gotten a lot better. So there's, there's hope, you know, it could get better. Uh, so, uh, you could definitely take little baby steps today and you'll see results, uh, soon enough. Um, for me, it used to be like really, really bad. Um, I remember one day I was, I was at work and my heart just kept racing and my, my chest kind of hurt and I couldn't breathe. And then my fingers went all tingly and numb, and then my heart, and never really experiencing that before. I thought, you know, I, I had was having a heart attack or something, and so I, I left work and I was I was driving to the hospital, and is it, it was really scary. Like it was just getting worse as I was driving, and um, pretty soon I felt a really bad pain in my in my stomach. And then my fingers started like curling or something and I was like passing out. So I pulled over in a Target parking lot, just like totally freaking out, had like a impending sense of doom and it just really sucked. And then so I called the 
I called the ambulance and like my fingers are all curling and I was like, I'm having a heart attack. And so they came and, um, you know, they call me down and they're like, um, can you rate the amount of pain that you're having like in your heart? And I was like, well, it's not really hurting. I just can't breathe. And it's my heart is just racing. So they told me I was just having a panic attack. And, you know, I just I was also hyperventilating and I wasn't having a heart attack. So that was, that was rude to me. I've, I've heard that term before, a panic attack, but as, that just, I thought that was just like, you know, you're worried about something like, oh, like, you know, I have a test tomorrow. I'm having a panic attack about it. And, you know, I thought it was just like a, you know, a term you threw around it and it was an actual thing. It felt like I was having a, like a real heart attack, you know, it was very debilitating, very scary. And, you know, so that kind of, uh, introduced me to anxiety and and realizing so many people struggle with it and for a lot of poor people you know it's so debilitating you know they can't like leave their homes or they can't really function well because it could just get so bad um, so I definitely sympathize with people but hopefully just knowing that you know I used to have bad anxiety but it's gotten a lot better you know you can get better too it's just uh, it takes little baby steps, and um, I also had to go to the doctor a bunch of times because I was having all kinds of weird pains and stuff, and I was like, what the hell, This is I'm dying. <laughs> but those were just symptoms of anxiety as well. You know, I remember once I went, and I was like, I'm having head pains, and uh, back in the day, I had a, a skull fracture, so I thought maybe that was acting up, but no, it was just anxiety, you know? So anxiety can manifest itself in weird ways, even physical symptoms that feel real. Uh, so sometimes that can happen and uh, that can sometimes exacerbate the problem that gives you anxiety about the symptoms you're getting. You're like, what is this? And it can make it worse. But um, hopefully like me, you know, he kind of pieced together that, you know, oh, I am, I am healthy and fine. It's just um, my anxiety is giving me these weird symptoms, uh, even things like irritable bowel syndrome and stuff. Uh, our minds and our our bodies are really linked, especially our digestive system. So when you're really anxious, that's why maybe you feel like butterflies are in your stomach or you feel like throwing up. So they're really interconnected. Before work, sometimes I at my old job, I used to like dry heave and throw up in the mornings <laughs> just because my nerves are so bad uh so let's see what what things helped me i think just educating myself on about anxiety and stuff kind of took away some of the power you know i had to go to a bookstore like barnes noble and just pick up a couple books about anxiety and just learning about it took away the the power of you know the uncertainty like what is happening to me knowing it is a real condition a medical condition and so many people, like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, they struggle with it. So that kind of comforted me and um, it offered, uh, you know, ways to help treat it, breathing exercises, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's all kinds of things and resources. And uh, I, I just started getting more into like meditating and having a more Zen Buddhist philosophy towards life and trying to be more mellow and uh, so I think it's a holistic approach that really helps fight anxiety and um, as well as depression. I think my anxiety fed my depression, uh, so it can get a lot better. Um, I 
One nice book I, I recommend. One day I was at the bookstore and I saw a book on sale. It was called Thirty Minute Therapy for Anxiety by Matthew McKay and Troy Dufresne.、Uh, it's got little nice exercises about you know treating anxiety and、um, I, I flip through it sometimes. It's pretty handy, so I、um, I try to incorporate some of the things from that book into this podcast. Oh, so what is anxiety exactly?、Um, well, I think it's different for everybody, but essentially, I think it's kind of like you know, back way back in the day where our ancestors were cavemen and stuff, and you know, maybe they heard like a sound in the distance, and you know, the the thing. Okay, maybe that's a rabbit, or maybe that's a saber tooth tiger. You know,、uh, so <laughs> that anxiety was a survival tool, actually. You know, those who were more anxious, you know, probably skedaddled, and you know, hey, on the off chance that is a tiger, I'm just gonna bounce. Like, you know, the less cautious people who thought, oh, it's just a bunny, you know, they got eaten by a tiger. <laughs> you know, so in a way, it's a survival mechanism that's left over from our our past of our ancestors. So,、uh, in a way.、Um, Anxiety was kind of meant to help us, you know. It was a survival mechanism to help us survive.、Um, unfortunately, in this day and age, you know, it doesn't doesn't work as well. We're we're not fighting for our lives against tigers and stuff, you know. Instead, now we're in the corporate jungle, you know, at our day jobs. And when our anxiety triggers, you know, it's sometimes it's that.、Uh, Fight or flight response, or sometimes it's just kind of random. You know, I, I know sometimes I just have a random small panic attack, and I'm not really doing anything. You know, I'm just just chilling, watching TV, and like, oh, my heart's racing. Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. And but over time, I've I taught myself that oh, this is just a panic attack, and you know, I'll be okay. It'll be over in five to ten minutes. You know, just. Do some breathing exercises and just kind of chill out, let it do its thing, and then it'll go away. And when you don't fight it as much, ironically, they they don't they're not as bad, you know. And weirdly, some things can help or can help can make it worse, like chocolate, caffeine, alcohol, you know, all those good things that I love. <laughs>、uh, it can kind of make anxiety a little worse. I know. Which is unfortunate for me, because I need caffeine to like, sur- like, be alive. <laughs> so like, I'll pound down a coffee or two, and then like, oh, my heart's racing. And but I know that's just the caffeine and anxiety. So it it can get a lot better. Um, checking through my notes here, one thing that that's kind of a bummer is called catastrophizing. So if you have anxiety, maybe you've done that before. You know, if you, if you're at work and you're like, oh man, I was one minute late, and then because of that, now I'm gonna get fired, and then I'm gonna be homeless, and then I'm gonna f- starve to death, and you know, so that's what catastrophizing is. You just your mind just takes off and thinks of the worst case scenario, and I've done that. And that sucks. That's not fun to do. Well,、um, I've read somewhere that you know it's just because a lot of anxiety people with anxiety, it's just. They have a creative mind, you know, and with unfortunately with that creativity, it goes to like a darker place real quick, <laughs> you know. So maybe you could refocus that creativity into thinking, you know, what's the best case scenario that can happen from this, you know? And that's kind of weird. That was like a one eighty for me. I'm like, wow. 
So it's like, oh, one, my, one minute late for work, you know, like, oh, well, my boss doesn't really care. This says not to do it again. Or, or if I do get fired, then, oh, maybe I have a chance to really do what I've always wanted to do, to go start that company, to try to become a singer or a musician or go start a new life somewhere and try to think of the best case scenario of things that, you know, that's crazy. A lot of it is just the rewiring of our brains and thoughts, and that is so huge. That could just revolutionize your life like it has mine. And in a way, that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is. That's something that's really proven to help fight against anxiety. Essentially, that's what it is. You know, you write down your thoughts and you go back and you can see like, oh, things weren't as bad as I thought. And then through that process, you can slowly begin to see how your thoughts are just blown out of proportion or just exaggerated. Uh, so if you can, I definitely recommend if you, know, you want to go check out a therapist or counselor, I think it's well worth it. A good investment. Uh, there's no there's no judgment here. Please go take care of your mental health. We have doctors for our bodies. We need we need help for our minds as well. You know, go go check yourself out, you know. Uh, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and I remember reading an article about Kit Harington, who plays the character Jon Snow. He he checked himself out into kind of like a kind of like a rehabby kind of place because of substance abuse and just stress over the finale of Game of Thrones. And so there's no there's no judgment, man. Just go go get your help. Go make sure you're okay. Um, so uh, there's things to help fight against catastrophizing. Um, one thing you do is you kind of rate your thoughts if you journal it. So you come back a couple days later and, well, it was one minute late to work and nothing really happened. Oh, maybe I got a warning or my boss was pretty understanding. They understood that traffic was bad. And so that can help fight against that. One thing that's scary is just uncertainty. Life is crazy. We don't know what's going to happen in my life. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what job I'm going to get. I don't know where I'm going to move. I don't know who I'm going to marry. You know, there's all kinds of uncertainty. Uh, so one thing that's helpful is just, it's so hard, but <laughs> if you could just realize, you know, like, hey, I'm not in control and, you know, worrying about it too much isn't really going to help. It's just going to stress me out. And, you know, so if you could just go treat yourself or go distract yourself with something and, you know, go take a mental health day. And, you know, that's what stoicism, the philosophy is. It's not about controlling the things around you or rather realizing you can't control the things around you but just controlling your responses to them even pertaining to what people think of you and stuff that's that's a huge world changing thing i think it's just so beneficial i think if you can master it it'll really change your life um that's something i haven't mastered yet it's something i'm still working on but i think that's great if you could go ahead and do that that's that'd be so helpful um one thing that helps fight against uncertainty is just accepting, you know, the feeling that, you know, I'm uncertain and then embracing the feeling of uncertainty and then it will bother you less. That's hard to you. It's a process. It's just a daily thing, you know, just, you know, if it's, oh, I'm going to talk to a stranger today. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, just little, little things like that will help build up your tolerance level and it won't be as scary in the future. And just one other philosophy that's really helped me a lot in my life is just embrace failure. Don't be afraid to try and fail at something, you know? Um, who knows? You may succeed, and who knows what may happen. I think a lot of the cool things that happened in my life have happened just because I was like, oh, hell, I'll just go for it. And, 
you know, maybe I failed and very often I do fail, but sometimes I don't. And, you know, and that, that is just such a huge life hack. If you can do it, man, the world is your oyster. You can do anything. Just do not be afraid to try and go for something. So please, if nothing else, uh, I hope you can cultivate that. And that is, that is such a huge asset to have in life and just expanding your comfort zone. And uh, you do, you could do, I, I believe in you. Like I, I feel you, I am actually naturally an introvert with social anxiety and you know, I was kind of a weird dude overall, and <laughs> so just going to new social things or new things freaked me out, you know, but I try to suck it up and try to deal with it, you know, you know, maybe I'm not 100% there, but, you know, I've, I've made the steps, and you can do it too, you know, you're probably more normal, more of a fully functional adult than I am, so, you know, if I could do it, you could really do it, um, yeah, so hopefully that's helpful, um, other things happening in my life. I've been dabbling in a bunch of stuff, like, I don't know if you know, but I, I love writing, so I released another book, uh, it's called Kiss of Osiris, it's on Amazon, and I've also tried experimenting with making music, so I've been on GarageBand, fiddling around with stuff, making some EDM music, uh, so that's on SoundCloud if you want to check it out, uh, R.D. William, give me a like if you want, um, yeah, so I just, whatever things you've always been interested in just go for it try it i'm by no means a professional writer or a musician at all but you know there's things that i like and so i gave it a try and it's out there and just don't care what people think you know if they like it great if not whatever do it for you you know go create your art and go do it that's another huge life hack too if you could just stop caring what people think which is really hard that's something i struggle with but that is another game changer right there for sure. And <clears throat> spoiler alert, um, you could tune out now if you don't want to, but one thing that's really helped me a bunch too is just my faith. Um, I'm a Christian, so just just having faith in God, you know, has really helped me. So, I mean, for you, if you believe like in a higher power or the universe or wherever it is for you, like whatever anchor you have, just lay on that and let that help you um that could really help out in crazy times like for me uh dealing with all this uncertainty and stress and stuff is freaking me out but um, for me just relying on god and in the belief that you know he he loves us and has a plan for us and he knows what's best for us actually that, that that's helpful for me so i've really plugged into like my church and um trying to uh, meet new friends and people and getting a good community so if you get like a good community that that's really helpful too even as an antisocial introvert you know i need to be around people sometimes as well <laughs> so that could really help too you know go hang out with your friends and family and other weird people like yourself or maybe i'm just speaking for me but go find other people like yourself and that's really helpful too a couple little you know, platitudes that i try to remember every day that helped me is man if i have food and clothing and for me personally jesus you know i could be content those are the only real things i need to survive and you know if we're like in a tropical island somewhere that's warm you know maybe you don't even need clothes you know like <laughs> if you have food and clothing you know that's what we need and even shelter you can kind of survive without but you know so you think man i have shelter and wi-fi and my car hasn't blown up this is great man so don't be afraid to take a pause from social media and Facebook, and Instagram, and that could really help. Just be help with contentment and to be happy. 
And so those are helpful things. Boring does nothing. It won't make anything better. You know, try to plan for what you can and just leave it in the higher power or whatever your anchor is. Just leave it there. Practice stoicism. Keep all things in perspective. Like if you could have a sense of thanksgiving to be awareness of your blessings and the things you do have, that's a huge life hack as well too. And it can help you rewire your brain. And, you know, so you are happier and more content. And a lot of it is in our power, which is crazy. A lot of our happiness is in our own control. So I hope uh, you can take strides today to being happier and reducing your stress and anxiety. Because, well, we only have one life, you know? So I hope we can be happy. I hope you can be happy and we choose to live our best life and to just to make the most of our brief temporal time on the earth. Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Um, it's been a while, I thought I'd uh, do a quick podcast with some revelations that I've kind of had. So I just finished a really good book called Chase the Line by Mark Batterson. So the basic premise of that is if your dreams don't scare you, they're too small. Um, so I've read one of uh, Batterson's other books. It was really good. Um, yeah, so if you can check that out, I definitely recommend it. So I was at Barnes & Noble just kind of journaling, and I had some pretty interesting thoughts that were useful to me, and hopefully maybe they'd be helpful for you as well. Um, so I'm back in New Mexico now. I moved back from Colorado about um, a couple months ago last summer. And yeah, it's been an interesting process. And then uh, just a quick shout out. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I do appreciate you guys very much. It's uh, very humbling. And I make these things that are um, so hopefully they're helpful and uh, hopefully edifying to you. Um, so I'm thinking I might. Uh, I just finished up my job, my contract. I might try taking um, some classes at UNM to try to help register a, a group, a student group for um, um, for my church, Vertical Church. It's a small little uh, church here in Albuquerque, just starting out. Our young adults group is pretty new. We're trying to trying to get that thing going. So um, earlier today at last call, which is like a um, burrito place, we're kind of brainstorming and. Um, I guess if you're 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 a student, then you know then you can register a group, and so that might be kind of fun. I might kind of do that. I was kind of debating whether I should take more classes at UNM, which is um, University of New Mexico, in case you don't know, or just try to get another job. And I don't know. It's just been a crazy time in my life. Like I just don't know what's happening, <laughs> but I've really grown a lot spiritually, so that's kind of cool. Um, we're also kind of thinking about getting. Um, more social media for Vertical Church Young Adults. And so if you have any ideas about that, that'd be cool if you can just run that by us. Um, maybe it might make some swag, some t-shirts and bumper stickers and stuff. So that, that might be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think I was sharing with one of my friends kind of what his dream is. And he thinks it would be cool if we could fill up um, the stadium here. I, don't, I forget what it's called, like the University of New Mexico Stadium, just with like people you know, on a, on a Friday night, come to hear about Jesus and stuff in the gospel. That's, that's amazing. Like, 
um, we have like a, a bar here called the Salt Yard, and every Friday night it's like super lit with people there. And that'd be funny if like like you know in the future that thing's just empty because everyone came to like our young adults thing. <laughs> so it's kind of the dream that we're kind of nurturing. That's really interesting. And kind of going off of that, um, that book Chase the Lion that I mentioned is just about you know following your dreams and stuff, and it's it's just it's so good. I I, I recommend it. So that's kind of something I. Um, what's going on? I, I I tried to write everything down. These revelations I had, so I could go back and like, ooh, that's good. I'm gonna try to remember that. Um, he's also mentioning my friend, like he would like, like one bill, one million people reached for the gospel, and that's that's cool. Like that's a great, um, that's a great goal to try to to go forward. Um, I feel like if like God is with you and what you're doing, that He would move like heaven and earth to help make your dream a reality and. You know, we only have so much time on this earth, so I feel like we should just like, shoot for the moon, man, and just like try to crush it and do crazy things because our sh- our time is short. You know, especially if like the coronavirus mutates and like kills us all or something. Or, oh man, the stock markets have been crazy this past couple of days, and it's just it's a real bummer. So like for me as a Christian, like having my hope in Jesus Christ is like it's like so nice knowing that you know if I wink out of existence, hey, like I'm in heaven and. You know, and God is in control. So that's been such a huge thing for me because I struggled majorly with like anxiety and depression and, you know, all this stuff. And so that's really been helping me a lot in this stage of my life. Uh, let's see what else we got here in my notes. Um, we're kind of connected with some other churches here in New Mexico. We got, um, we got Sagebrush Church. They got a good young adults group. Um, Citizens Church, formerly known as Copper Point Church. They have a pretty solid young adults group, and so I've I've been blessed with a good community and making some good friends. And I was kind of thinking about like you know I'm here in New Mexico, like how can I reach other people for Jesus? And I remember what it was like when I had no hope and I had, like no reason for living or anything, and it really sucks. And my early twenties really sucked. So I like reaching out to people and um, you know just offering the hope that I have in, in Jesus and. Um, like in Albuquerque, like in, and in New Mexico, a lot of the young people are going through like a rough time. A lot, there's a lot of suicides, there's drug abuse, and there's just a lot of people are just feeling empty and unfulfilled. And so I feel like um, the church and Jesus, it's like um, a way of hope. So we're trying, uh, trying to think of ways to kind of do that. Uh, let's see here. So I there's some like little revelations I had here. Um, so like when considering a, a spouse, you know, if you're looking for a husband or wife. You know, uh, I had a, had a friend um, kind of mentioned something, you know, you should consider if they love God more than you. That's someone you should, like, like definitely be with, you know, they'll help you be a better Christian and love God more. And also, if, like, can you see yourself cherishing them? So those are kind of some things to think about. Maybe you're in a relationship now or you're kind of evaluating things. So that might be kind of a good kind of litmus test to kind of think about. Um, and I asked the, the friend, like, no, how do you know God's will? I think, you know, definitely just reading the word, reading the Bible, seeking godly counsel and praying. Those are solid three things you could definitely do. Um, another friend, he mentioned, you know, checking with godly friends and like, you know, godly peers. If you have like a pastor or something, if you're thinking about life changes, I've had uh, various people thinking about like, oh, should I move from New Mexico and stuff? But, like, how do I know that? So definitely if like, you know, if you run it by your pastor and he's like, hey, that's a good idea or hey, that's a bad idea, you know, that you could definitely, that has, could have a huge weight in considering what to do. Um, um, one friend, he mentioned, you know, like, and knowing God's will, like, for example, like, should I move to another place? 
um, you know, can you use your gifts to glorify God in that new place? Whether it be a godly community there and a good church at that new place. So those are some things to think about. That honestly, that's something I don't I didn't think about a lot. I was like, oh, I think I want to move to Austin. It's like there's a lot of young people and job opportunities, which is true. But like, hey, like, do, do I know of like, like a good community there and a good church and stuff? And you know, can I use my gifts and uh, to glorify God and because um, as a, as Christians, that's like kind of like their our biggest thing is just bring praise and fame to Jesus and reach others uh, for Him. It's like, at the end of it, it doesn't matter how like successful we were, how much money we made. Like it doesn't matter, you know. We can't take that with us when we die. And I worked I worked in a financial advising place, and every other day, like we had clients pass away, and so their family would come in and. You know, it didn't matter if they had like hundreds of thousands of dollars in their accounts, like they passed away, they're, you know, on the other side of eternity so that they don't, they're not taking that money with them. So that's not the most important thing. So like for me, I'm trying not to, to stress out about money and stuff as much. Um, yeah, in small world, I was talking to my friend and we have like uh, a mutual like like friends from uh, Red Rocks Church, um, Phil Pullman, my, my friend knows him i sort of knew who her his sister from like swing dancing and from rocks church in colorado so that was kind of funny just these little things and even that book i mentioned chase the lion which was recommended to me by my friend lamar which was i was telling this other guy my friend andrew about is like hey this is a really great book i read and then ironically andrew was the one who told lamar about that book that was recommended to me so just like a weird like god thing like what the heck <laughs> it's kind of cool how god like does things like that um one little tidbit i learned from chase the line was actually it was from his other book but like you know if you're 80 percent sure about something that's, that's a pretty good amount just to go ahead and do it you know rarely do we ever have 100 percent certainty about anything but if you're like 80 percent certain about something just go ahead and do it like it's uh, unlikely that you'll find more certainty than that and if you're just waiting for more than 80 percent certainty you're just gonna you're gonna miss out on an opportunity or something so if you're kind of 80 percent certain about something just like go for it um that's uh, i think a pretty good uh, philosophy to have and also ties into the Pareto principle which is a mathematical thing um where 20 percent 80 percent it's like a mathematical thing where um, in nature in a lot of different ways, like, hey, 80% of the results come from 20% of the effort or um, happens to economics and nature and stuff. And so I guess there's some like um, data to back that up. Um, let's see here. In his mercy, God sometimes shuts the door on us um, for things that aren't good for us. So like maybe like, oh, there's this guy or girl I like, but it didn't work out. But years later, you may see, hey, they're like a, like a terrible person. Like, I'm glad that didn't work out. So if you feel like God's kind of shutting the door on you for now and you're kind of angry and I, I understand I've been in there before. It might be for our greater good though, you know, and it's because God loves us and he has like infinite knowledge that he knows that this thing isn't good for you. And sometimes no just means not yet. You know, so I mean, um, maybe he has a spouse ready for you, that dream job, but it's just the time's not, it's not ready for right now. I don't know if we're, we're not ready for it, the timing's not right. Sometimes a no is just not yet. Let's see right here. Um, sometimes the seeds of our dreams, they can bloom later, even though that seems for a season that, you know, our dreams are dead or just non existent. 
but God hasn't forgotten about them. I think he puts like longings and desires in our hearts and seeds and dreams for a reason. It's like no mistake. And um, it could just bloom later or maybe another generation will finish it. And sometimes we may finish the dream of someone else or our dreams may have multi-generational um, like effects. You know, the things we're doing now, the dream that we have now may be um, for generations to come and we may be living out someone else's dream. So those are some of the interesting things like in Chase the Lion, which I thought were really interesting, kind of gave me, um, made me think more like long-term, what a hundred years out, like what, effect, what actions I do now and what dreams I have now what might affect things later. Um, seeking justice and mercy is always great if you're kind of lost in life. Yeah, you can do things that um, encapsulate that and that could give you direction. Anything that brings like praise to Jesus' name, you know, like, hey, go ahead and go ahead and do that thing. You know, if you're kind of wondering, hey, I should take this job or that job, you know, do the one that brings the most praise to Jesus. And sometimes God is more concerned with our, our faithfulness than us being successful. You know, maybe we take a step of faith and we fail flat on our face. You know, God's not displeased at that. He likes it when we take risks and, you know, sometimes we'll fail, sometimes we won't. That's not in our power, you know, like it's God who makes us successful and can move mountains for us. So sometimes he just is wondering if we'll be faithful with what, where we are more than we are, than he is about us being successful. I feel like God wants us to do crazy things for his glory and for us to realize that, you know, it's not us who did it, you know, and um, so whatever dreams you have, you know, they, they could be possible. And God wants us, wants to do like infinitely more than we could ever dream, or hope or imagine, you know, and he just wants to do like these crazy, awesome, impossible things in our lives. If we are in God's will and doing things that honor and please him, he will move heaven and earth and do seemingly impossible things doesn't matter um, how much money we make in life. Um, it just matters, you know, who we reach, who we loved, our relationship with God. Um, yeah, so don't sweat so much about money. You know, that's something I kind of do. Don't on their death, but ever wish they worked more. Um, yeah, so hopefully these things were kind of um, helpful to you. Um, I had another conversation today with someone looking for different jobs. So my old career center at the University of Denver, the career counselor mentioned a book called The Two-Hour Job Search by Steve Dalton, I believe. So that kind of advocated like doing informational interviews with people, just kind of, so say like you wanted to be like a product manager or something, you know, so you'd maybe go on LinkedIn, see if you have um, alumni or people you know there, and you just send them an email and try to do like a quick like little phone meeting with them like you're not trying to get a job then you're just like picking their brain about hey what's it like being a product manager and you kind of show your experience with knowledge of it and because um hr people they get like hundreds of resumes every day and they just look at that and they're like man i don't even want to look at that it's just overwhelming but you know if you do an informational interview with them and they're like hey this guy is pretty normal and they seem like they could do the job but I have a billion other things I got to do today, which is go and hire this guy. So that's kind of the mentality behind the, the two-hour job search for Steve Dalton. I'm pretty sure his name's Steve Dalton, but just Google two-hour job search and you will find it. So um, I will, I'm also in the middle of a job search, so that's kind of what I'll be doing. And um, there seems to be a, a good way of looking at jobs, which kind of 
can be kind of a scary process. Um, so that's something that's kind of interesting. Um, and another, on another note, God will always honor your sacrifices. If you ever have to like, give something up, you know, for his kingdom, like, hey, I took this um, pay cut here in order to go on this mission trip or something, God will definitely bless you like exponentially, like, if not in this life, the life to come. And that's not like a prosperity gospel thing. It's just like, you know, God will, he sees your sacrifice and uh, he'll honor that. You know, sometimes that might be, you know, like, oh, your, um, your project, your dreams will take off and like be super big or, or else, you know, just, um, he'll, he'll see that and he'll honor that. So there's some kind of thoughts I had, um, recently and, um, hopefully they're helpful. That's Uh, Thanks for tuning into my podcast and yeah, you have it. You take care until next time.